0: Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. What's going on, John? How you doing today, buddy? I am excellent as usual. Good man. It's so weird to not be in the same room as you anymore, but I don't care. Like it's this is an easier workflow, and it's sometimes it's about productivity over
2: yeah. and comfort. Right? You can always put your hand on the wall. That's right. You're right.
1: You're right here. <laughs> We have got an awesome guest lined up today, John. We That's have right. got Andrea Freeman. She is the host of the Up-Leveled Entrepreneur Podcast and the owner of Andrea Freeman Consulting. She is a mindful business coach and performance planner, and she firmly believes that transforming your life is the secret to transforming your business. Andrea, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Yes, I wish we could see your face. I know sometimes technology doesn't play well, and it's okay. We, we take it. We work with it
3: we're good we're good i would just have to generate that much more presence
1: that's right it's all about your energy and your voice and your tone and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome well we like to kick things off every episode with a bit of an icebreaker
2: let's kick it, ice ice icebreaker.
1: okay so are you a morning person or are you a night person i've really got to know
3: Ooh, I'm definitely a night owl, but I have to say these days, I probably burn the candle at both ends because I have a seven-year-old who I get ready for school every morning. So yeah, I'm kind of just always tired.
1: (laughs) Well, John is a dad. I'm not a parent, so I don't understand that necessarily, but I do understand burning the candle from both ends. That is certainly the case for me too. So John, what about you, man?
2: It depends on if I was a night person the day before or not, whether I'm a morning person because- I will be up <laughs> early in the morning, but do I want to be? <laughs> that
1: that Same. totally makes sense. That, yeah. that's, <laughs> I find myself to be the most productive in the evenings- yeah. I find myself to have like the least amount of distractions from things that kind of come throughout the day, whether it be emails or phone calls. And so, I find myself to be the most creative, the most productive because I can really just kind of deep dive into whatever it is that I'm trying to work on. And I'll just, I'll find myself like up until three or four in the morning and be like, oh, wow, like that was a lot of time, but I'll knock stuff out. But then I have to wake up at six and I'm like regretting every moment of it. But I wish I could work night shifts. Like if I could work night shifts, that would be pretty cool. I, I feel like I'd be pretty pretty successful.
2: Well, you'd hit both of those, that end and morning side of things. Yeah.
1: Somebody else will have to take the calls during the day though.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what happens during the day. I think you get the whirlwind of the day, (laughs) you know, of what everybody, but in those moments when it's quiet, those are my deep work times too, really first thing in the morning, like usually before I get to the office or take the shower or leave the house or When I'm here by myself in the morning before, you know, everybody's out at meetings or whatnot. That's right. Yeah. I get a lot done. then.
1: (laughs) Andrea, do you have a drink of choice in the morning to help you kind of get going if you're a night out? Like, do you, are you a coffee drinker?
3: I'm not a coffee drinker. So, in college I started having a weird heart palpitation reaction to coffee and I had to give up caffeine. So, yeah, I mean I haven't had it in over 20 years. I'm like wow. a water to hydrate kind of person. Like I know it's so boring.
2: <laughs> no, that's fair.
1: That's fair. John's a Dr. Pepper guy.
2: I am. Trying not to be such a Dr. Pepper guy. Try not to be a
1: Dr. Pepper guy. I'm actually the same as you, Andrea, in the sense that I like to try to just I get a water in. Whenever I'm like mindful of it, we have a client that makes their own like greens supplement. And if if I'm thinking about it, I'll mix, you know, a scoop of the greens into my bottle of water and, you know, try to take the natural approach. But today I'm on John's team. I've got a Dr. Pepper here in the old styrofoam cup. So... Getting a, getting a little caffeine in here. But uh, Andrea, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on. I've read over your bio. I got a chance to spend some time on your website and see all the incredible work that you've been up to. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get where you're at today?
3: Yeah, so I joke and call myself a reinvention ninja because I have literally had like every job you can possibly have. I've been a public school teacher. I went to school to be a chef. So I was a, owned a catering company. I then transitioned into event planning. I'm a mindful business coach. I'm a real estate investor. Like literally... I don't know how I'm not 75 years old after having all these careers. But one of the things that I've discovered after all these reinventions is that I love changing the conversation. I love keeping it interesting. I love changing it up. And for me, that's what creates interest in, in what I do in the world. And there are a lot of people out there who feel very boxed in by being defined by the one thing that they're going to do for the rest of their lives if they were raised with that kind of mentality, right? And have a hard time walking away from it and transitioning into something new that would quite literally light their soul on fire, but they're just so scared of what everyone else is going to say. And, you know, they've worked so hard and how can they give it up? And, and I think the more joy we have in the things we do, the more freedom and the more self-expression we have the greater our quality of life. So I consider it my greatest honor to be able to work with people, to free them up, to make those transitions in a way that's graceful, that has integrity, that takes care of all their existing commitments, but that also just lets them be more of who they are in the world.
1: Ooh, I love that. I'm excited about talking to you about this because I feel like as business owners, we spend a lot of time focused on strategy and tactics and Sales and marketing and all these things that like go into being an entrepreneur going to be being a business owner, but we don't spend a lot of time talking about mindset. We don't talk about being our true self and being able to create joy in what we do and like the legacy that we're going to leave behind. I think all those things that we want to be there and they are byproducts that we should be creating. But I think a lot of times we're not focusing on them as much as we focus on the other things. And I know you see things a little bit differently. I know that you believe that transforming your life is obviously the access to transforming your business. So what does that mean to you? Like, how do you think that You know, why should entrepreneurs be focusing more on leveraging their mindset versus all these other things?
3: Mm, Yeah. So, I mean... I have tried to muscle through more than one business in my life with just the showing up and the KPIs and the you know sales quotas and all of that right and and that produces a certain level of result but for me it always falls short of being like completely enjoyable so I think that the smartest thing to go to work on is our mindset listen we can't outperform our mindset right like wherever we go our thoughts are coming with us and so we can either t- tend to cleaning them up making sure they're in alignment with what we're interested in producing in our life and in our businesses or we can just create by default either way we're always creating that's as human beings what we're here to do is create and bring things to fruition I am more interested in having a business that's in alignment with what feels good for me at like at the soul level at a really deeply fulfilled level because that's why I went into business in the first place is to not have to do things I don't want to do, right? And like to be able to do more of what I do want to do. So for me, what gets in the way is having a mindset where I'm like muscling through things that are miserable, that I don't enjoy, that aren't creating, moving the needle in my business, and how do I get my mindset in alignment so that I can do the things that need to be done, either myself or outsource, right? I'm not saying I have to do them all myself, but so that I can do more of the things I wanna do in my life and my business. So I think mindset is the key and access to all of that.
1: And you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, your first business, you I think you your bio said your first business was when you were 12, is that right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was, I had the bug pretty early. I started a babysitting company when I was 12 years old because my whole Girl Scout troop got certified to be babysitters by the Red Cross. That's
1: awesome. I didn't even know that was a certification you could get. That's yeah, awesome. it's
3: a thing. It's a th- I mean, listen, I know you said you don't have kids, but when you do have kids, you're going to want somebody there who knows CPR, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so So. Light bulb moment for me, yeah. But I mean, I had other jobs. I was like a kid who worked at McDonald's too. You know, when I was fifteen, and met all some lifelong friends doing that. But always went back to business ownership.
1: That's cool, yeah. Because that was your first business. Your second business was twenty six. What was the celebrity business at twenty six, or was that a different business?
3: That's a different business. So at twenty six, I started my private chef company. And so simultaneously, while I was going to culinary school, I opened a catering company. I was doing private small events, like where a few families out in the Hamptons would share me for the summer and I would do like backyard barbecues or, you know, friends are coming in for the weekend, meal prep, all the things so that they don't have to think about food and they could just be with their guests. And at a certain point in time, like I wanted to just be more involved in what they had going on for the weekend or for the day. And people were just like, you should be not in the kitchen. That's kind of holding you back. You we love talking to you. We want to work with you more personally. And so that's when I kind of transitioned into event planning, but that happened that happened around 30 that I became an okay. event planner.
1: That's so cool. So you you and I are very similar in the sense that we started our entrepreneurship journey very very early on. I told the story on one of our past episodes, but one of my teachers had given me a rock and I thought it was like some magical rock. I was young and dumb and naive, but I took said rock and knocked on multiple neighbors' doors trying to sell this rock. And I had the greatest <laughs> sales pitch, but uh so I started young too, and it, it kind of morphed into trying to sell rocks, which is funny into selling candy out of my yard, you know, a little concession concession candy store to the neighbors, you know. And then it just kind of kept going. I've me and John were talking about it one day. I've been a business owner more in my life than I have worked for someone else. So, for 10 years I've had this company, prior to that we had a recording studio. So, I mean, I've been self-employed for the majority of my life, which is just incredible. And I know that It can get hard sometimes as an entrepreneur to to focus on like I guess where you are wanting to go and what you want to get out of life. It's even kind of like your story there, where you were in the kitchen working so much in the business, right? That you weren't able to spend time with the people and do the fun things. You just didn't have that time freedom, you know. And and you start to lose sight of the the kind of the important things in life. You know, when you talk about leveraging mindset. How do you think that that will make a meaningful impact on our clients? Because I think sometimes we get worried that if we spend time focusing on that, we're going to do a disservice to our customers.
3: Ugh. Wow. Totally the opposite. Anything that I've done to really go to work on my mindset and what's getting in my way and getting those blocks out of the way has increased my productivity, has increased my ability to be present with my clients, has increased my ability to experience joy in the work that I'm doing. I mean, I feel like it pays dividends every single time. Now, what had me go really deep, I've always been into mindset like Simultaneously, when I started my first business at 12, I also started meditating. I don't know why. I just picked up a book that my mom had laying around. She clearly was not using it. I was like, I'm (laughs) going to take this off your hands. And I started meditating, dabbling in expanding my awareness and my mindset. So those two things have kind of always gone hand in hand for me. But there are times when I try to you know, like to just push through, try to just muscle, and then I, I catch myself and I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing again, where I feel like, I mean, my thing is that I, I very often feel like I have to do everything myself. Oh, why ask for help? Like I could do it better myself, right? Like by the time I'm done explaining it, I'm sure a million entrepreneurs out there listening to this can hear themselves in like not feeling comfortable, giving it to somebody else, empowering other people. But the truth is, Your business doesn't only need you. Your business needs so much nurturing, right? Like, just like it takes a village to raise a child, it literally takes a village to raise a business. And so for me, I've always had to go to work with being able to stop trying to have it all on my own shoulders, to outsource, to build a team, so that I could be available for the things that I started my business for in the first place, which is more time for my family, more time for vacations, more times for the things that I love most in life. If I wanted to work around the clock and never have time for myself, like I wouldn't have started a business. And I yeah, feel absolutely. like that's the entrepreneurial <laughs> trap that yes. so many business owners get stuck in.
1: Yeah. So when you first started doing the meditation, you know, do you have some tips and tricks on? Because that's something I wanted to do. And one of our past guests kind of talked about journaling and how that really impacted her business. And so all those things have been kind of like floating around my head the last, you know, couple months. You know, it's just like, how can I start on that journey to mindfulness and to working on mindset and, You know, kind of getting out of my own way, you know, if that makes sense. And, and really focusing on just creating a better work life balance as well as just, like you said, it's gonna, it's gonna pay dividends, it's gonna level up the business. But I feel like I've got so much on my plate, I don't know how to start down that path
3: such a great question yeah I really got this when I was in my event planning business so I was working with really high performers like you said I was working with celebrities I was working with uh, high net worth private clients CEOs of businesses and when I looked around and saw what they were all doing these really high performers to be able to continue to show up to continue to give that high output of energy and continue to what seemed like really enjoy the work that they were doing, I was like, what's the common thread here? And honestly, every single one of them had some sort of dialed-in practice for getting centered. Whether that was exercise, whether that was meditation, whether that was spending time in nature, whether that was making time to always, you know, see friends on a weekly basis. Everybody had their own practice, but everybody had a practice for getting restored and getting rejuvenated and getting recentered. Like recalibrated all the R words yeah, yeah, <laughs> that exactly, you can yeah. think of. <laughs> <everything>. You know, <laughs> yes, yes, to just get back to more of who they are so that they could show up and shine their light as fully as possible. So when I was at the point where I was running at a pace that felt very unsustainable, I was like, okay, it's the rubber meets the road right here. I'm either going to dial in on these practices or I'm going to burn out, right? Right. And that's when I got really serious. For me, it was meditation. So that's when I became um, a daily meditation person. Like, I had always dabbled here and there, thought it was a good idea, but I got really serious about it. And, you know, I tried a lot of things. For me, transcendental meditation ended up being the kind that is, like, the most effective
1: can you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Because like- What you're, does that you're school- mean? <laughs> you're schooling me. You're schooling me over here, okay? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I had done like the focus on your breath or just like sit and quiet your mind and, and all of that like would always leave my mind racing. And so when I found transcendental meditation, which is, it's a form of Vedic meditation, which just means that it's mantra-based. It is an ancient technique out of India and you like go you kind of get a coach. You get somebody to teach you how to do it. And, you know, you're whatever, you pay this nominal fee, you have lifetime access to instruction if you ever need it again. For me, I just got dialed in on that. Like, I started to do it, they say do it twice a day for 20 minutes. And I can hear busy entrepreneurs pushing back already. 20 minutes twice a day, that's 40 minutes. I'm just going to ask you, how much time you spend scrolling on social media, and if that's making a difference in your peace of mind. Because if you find yourself in your business, if there's even one thing that you're constantly like, why Why do I keep doing, I've taken all the courses, I've read all the books, i listen listened to all the podcasts, and no matter what I do, nothing's making a dent in this, it probably has more to do with your stress level than with the amount of work. It's not a work issue. You are working hard, right? Like you are showing up. You are doing everything that there is to do. At a certain point in time, tending to who you're being, which means offloading your stress level so that you can be the more joyous, calm, present, peace of mind human being that you're really here to be. That's what's going to serve you, and that's what's going to make the difference in whatever that big issue is.
1: It's like you know me, Andrea. It's like you I know was going to
2: tell her to take the cameras out of our office. You like. know, it's <laughs> it's like when you've not been to church in a long time, and you go yeah, for the first and time, the and you feel like you. the sermon
1: is like for you. Yeah. It's like, oh God, like come on, preach, like why you got me like that? Why you got to do me doing like that? That's how I feel right now. Okay, no, I think that's incredible. I think that for me, that's like something I I am mindful of. Like I'm a, or I'd say I have an awareness of that. I have like way too much stress and I need to be more mindful and I need to work on, you know, taking some stress off. I just don't know where to start. I'm certainly extremely ADHD. And so where I find myself when I've tried to meditate in the past is like, like, for example, the breathing things, I'll like be doing it for like the first few minutes and I'll be all calm. And the next thing I know, I'm like down 30 rabbit points you know, trails in my head of thoughts and ideas. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just working, but just in my head because mm. I I have the power. I know some people think with imagery and they have to write stuff down, but I'm the type of person that like I can I can think entire thought processes and evaluate entire business plans just by like thinking it through. And so I feel like sometimes it's kind of hard to quiet the noise if that makes sense. And so it's it's interesting to hear about other potential options for, meditation that could potentially be, you know, just better. I mean, the fact that there's kind of a mantra aspect where you're kind of just, you're distracting your mind by saying something else and you're having to talk maybe out loud, that could be, you know, that could be really impactful for kind of where I'm at. I know for me, sometimes grounding is really important, like getting out and going and fishing or camping and like truly distracting myself with something that, you know, is just extremely peaceful. A lot of times that for me is helpful. And if that's the case, maybe I just need to do that more. Maybe that's finding finding time to do more of the things that you know are already helping you. You talk a lot about personal evolution, Andrea, and how that might be able to fuel like the revolution of your business. What does that look like? How can your personal evolution fuel business revolution?
3: Yeah. So basically my thinking there is that like the thoughts that we're thinking are ultimately what cause us to take action, right? Like you can't take action without first having had a thought. Even like you're saying, in your mind, you're like just brainstorming 50 steps down the road and you could see a whole business plan. That's (laughs) a lot of thought, right? So if you are just having thoughts but not present to and just kind of reacting to your thoughts and taking action from there, that's one way of doing it. But I think a much more effective way is to be consciously tending to where are these thoughts even coming from? So getting present to the thinker of your thoughts, right? Not just relating to yourself as this being that we see here in the physical 3D reality, but also that there's a presence and an awareness that's greater than your physical body that's That's really at the center of where those thoughts are coming from. And I know that this is where it starts kind of sometimes get a little woo-woo for people. (laughs) But hang in there with me. Because when you are aware of the thought thinker and you're tending to that part of yourself, that's when you get to influence the thoughts that you're having. And what I mean by that is stop just responding to the stress that's being thrown at you, but actually be able to consciously and intentionally set the path for what you want to be doing and the results that you want to be producing. So I have a little like acronym for this when I think about how, because people are like, that sounds so abstract. How do I do that? (laughs) Basically, And I really got this out of event planning. When you think about going to a party, like there are a couple of different ways that you could go to a party. You could show up and you could be a guest at the party. And when you are the guest at the party, you don't really have a say in anything, right? Like this is when that stuff's just coming at you. You are not having a say in the music or the food or who's invited, right? Like you're just taking what's offered. That's the just reactionary way of being in life and in business. Or on the opposite side of the spectrum, you could be the host in your life. You could be the host of your business. And what that looks like is creating something that's really a true, genuine reflection of you. That at the end of the day, what you've created doesn't just feel like you were responding to situations, but feels like it was an authentic representation of who you truly are in the world. So there's like a process to being a host. Honestly, like you just kind of slow down the action. You get really dialed in on Honoring your why, that's the H. You get really dialed in on owning who you truly are, that's the O. And then from there, you're gonna bump up against things that are getting in your way. And this is where you're present to your thoughts and how you're reacting to things. And you're going to start shifting your perspective. So that's the S. And ultimately, when you get really dialed in about why you do what you do, the way you do it, and you know how truly powerful you are and how very much you he- are here to thrive, and you're getting anything that's telling you you are not here to thrive, or everyone can be successful except for you, or whatever those negative self-doubt little you know, spirals that we all go on, when you get those out of the way, you're free to take inspired action. You're free to create not from just that stressful response of, well, I said I was going to do this and, you know, it's all burning down around me and I just got to get this one thing done, one project at a time, right? Like that's like, oh my gosh, that's the hamster wheel, right? Instead, instead when we're taking inspired action, we're taking action from a place of so clear how powerful we are how much joy it brings us to serve others with our gifts and like from this place of abundance from this place of fullness instead of a, a very much our business goals are can often be created from how very little we have, right? Lack, scarcity, right? I don't have X number of clients and I want X number of clients. I've never made X revenue and I really need to because this bill is due, right? Like that kind of scarcity creates a really stressful experience of being a business owner. Instead I want you to flip it. I want you to shift your perspective. I want you to get dialed in on the things that bring you the most joy, that give you the best perspective for being able to show up fully as who you are. Because the more joy you're experiencing in your business, the more productive and the more profitable you're going to be.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh gosh, I w- there's so much like to learn here, right? <laughs> it's like
2: yeah, it's I, pretty. Hilarious. I
1: love I told we we joke about this all the time, Andrea. But like the one fun thing about podcasting, it's like I get to go to school for free. You know, it's like free free little college classes for one hour. You know, once a week, being able to talk to people like you who have just like. You know, obviously you're still on your journey. I'm still I'm sure you're learning every single day, but you just bring so much value to me as a business owner and to the people that we, you know, that listen to our episodes and listen to our show. And I want to talk more about your your host program and kind of how you're helping business owners thrive with that. But before we get into that, could you provide some examples on maybe how business owners in the audience can up level their life and businesses in a in a mindful way?
3: Yeah. So, well, we talked pretty much about meditation. So, I, you know, start there if you've never meditated before. I mean, even a few minutes a day. But listen, if meditation doesn't like you can't sit still, you can't quiet your mind, it doesn't, that's not the only tool around, right? Like, like we said, you know, go spend a little time in nature or sit down and just get sorted out about like what are the things that bring you joy in your business, right? Like, sometimes having a practice because so many business owners are so busy working in their business that they don't get the time to step away to really be reflective. Having a weekly check-in appointment, a date with yourself as a business owner to be able to look at what brings me joy, what do I want to be able to do more of, what do I not love doing that would be worthwhile to explore you know, giving to somebody else. Like, yes, I'm not saying that, well, just forget about anything that doesn't bring you joy and don't do it in your business. Like so- certain things just need to happen, right? Accounting just needs to happen. Bookkeeping, all of that, right? Marketing, not everybody loves it. You guys provide that service for people who don't love marketing, right? Because that's your jam and you guys could do it all day, but not everybody feels that way. So that the business of getting very clear about what brings you joy, what do you want to do more of, and what just feels yuck and gross to you. I don't know, a nice way to yeah. say that. Yeah. And, and sorting out like what's what's a roadmap to, you know, kind of push off to others and to empower others to do the things that I don't love doing so that I can dwell more in my joy space because the number one business owner job is to feel good. Because truthfully, people buy your energy. They buy your vibe way before they buy the product or the service that you're selling, right? Your so brand. if you show up, yeah. 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 And if, if you show up all resentful of the things that you've got going on in your business and feeling all heavy and like weighed down by like all the looming projects that you're not getting to that's a certain kind of person that shows up for the consultation, right? As opposed to the person who's like, just getting to do the things that they love doing most, has a kick-ass team that they trust and gets to do like everything that they love doing, that's a different energy, right? So anyway, that's a really roundabout way of saying, take a little time to sit down for yourself and assess what do you love doing And what do you not love doing? And get really real with yourself about it and then start to make, you know, take some steps as woo-woo as I can be. Like sometimes it does come down to a checklist.
1: Bring the woo. We always talk about checklist. Checklist is a common theme of this podcast. Writing it down is a common theme of this show. I love the idea of just like scheduling a meeting with myself. I have it actually on my calendar. Fridays is like this business development day, days that I should be spending time on you know, biz dev, but really I need to be taking that a step further and saying, Hey, like maybe on Friday mornings, I go to a park and I spend time just in nature and thinking about where I want to be. And, and then i I think the other thing too, you know, that I would add to what you've said is be honest with yourself. I think a lot of times as business owners, we kind of hide behind what we think our customers expect from us or what, you know, what our team expects from us. And we put less attention and focus on our own you know, needs. And I think sometimes, like you said, people buy from us and our energy. If we're not protecting that, if we're not honoring that, then we're going to end up in a position where we've hurt it so bad that we can't be our best versions of ourselves.
2: Well, and we've talked about that with podcasting too, you know, like we'll have some clients that aren't quite feeling it or and trying to coach them into feeling it and you know, what you're saying here is is coming up with those methods and those practices, whether you call it meditation or what, if it's too hokey for you or too woo-woo, call it something else then, but you need to have something that gets you focused and directed. Otherwise, you're going to be tossed back and forth all day by everything that comes your way because you don't have your goals for yourself. And that's kind of what I'm hearing with the host method is like... Get an assessment of where you are and where you're trying to go.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: What does it mean to have a truly abundant mindset? Because I think that that's something that, in really kind of this whole conversation, is kind of alluding to is to, is just to have that feeling and to have that mindset. So, what, what does that mean? You know, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of sounds a little hooky or a little woo woo y. It's like abundant mindset. What does that mean? What does that mean to you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, abundance, like, I mean, let's just look at it, right? There's scarcity where you just don't have enough, you're frantic and you, you don't know how you're gonna make ends meet, right? Whether, that, whether there's scarcity of love, scarcity of money, I mean, you can have scarcity of a lot of things, right? Usually in business, we're mostly focused on the clients or the money, right? So then there's above that, there's the state of sufficiency, right? There's enough, right? I'm just making it. And like, usually there's a certain kind of hamster wheel element involved in that in order to keep it, sufficient. We're kind of having to always be going with like our marketing and, you know, can kind of feel like I'm always working, working, working. But to be in abundance is to be in the place where there's more than enough, right, that we're overflowing with whatever that thing is that I'm focused on, the money or the clients. And I'm I'm having and experiencing and overwhelming, not overwhelming, but a more than sufficient amount of those things without too much effort, right? Because... Who cares if you have more than enough, but you are on the brink of adrenal failure, right? Like that's because then you don't have an abundance of health. Then you actually have a deficiency there. So I'm talking about being able to be in a place where I can produce the results in an abundant quantity for me, right? And everybody's level of abundance and everybody's level of sufficiency is different. So this is all really relative for you, but without having to feel like I'm constantly on that hamster wheel.
1: That's yeah. That's a that's a great definition. I mean, I don't think I could have given a better definition of that. You know, and especially like I think it goes back to that other word there in in the in the same kind of phrase as the mindset aspect, right? You know, abundant mindset, walking into every situation and every new customer interaction and every challenge with the mindset that there's an abundance whether it's like use it, whatever it may be for you, whether it's joy or customers or leads or whatever. Because I think when you live with that mindset and that perspective, the universe, you know, to some extent, it sounds weird, but the universe provides, right? Because I don't know, there's just something about that. You know, Every it's funny because every time I'm like, when I'm rallying with the team and we're like, oh, things are a little struggling right now. And then like two days later, it's like, holy crap, we can't keep up right now. You know, it's like, it naturally happens. And I, so I think if instead of having this like emotional roller coaster where we're constantly worried about like what's next, if we just are focused on maybe what where we are and what we have, I think that everything else will kind of fall into place and everything will continue to happen the way it's supposed to happen.
3: Yeah, and really the key to this is receiving. It's really interesting because when people start talking about abundance and they want to have more money, they want to have more clients, like very often they're like, of course I want those things, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There are very often underlying things usually established pretty early in our lives where we thought we don't get to have it all, right? Like, that's not for me. That kind of success is for other people or, you know, like all, forget about it. All the thoughts we have about money in general. Like, it's one of the most weighted topics there is out there, right? So, I mean, throw that in the mix. (laughs) And then... And then, and then try to go live your best life. You know, it's just like, it's intense. So this is why I work on the mindset, right? This is why I tend to who you're being. This is why, you know, really get in there and uncover the things that are underneath what's really going on, especially if it's a thing where you've been trying to work it out and you've been trying to produce that result for a while. If you've been trying to produce that result for a while and it's not happening, there's usually some underlying, you know, subconscious, you know, thought going on. And then there are all kinds of tools for that, right? Like I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I work with people, you know, do guided meditations to get them clear, to just get that stuff resolved so that they can really be able to have what they really want. Because to your point, the universe provides literally that is all that it does. It is out there like totally fangirling over you. Like, you're amazing and I can't wait to give you what you want. And you're, you know, you got some roadblock up called like a negative mindset or like, I can't, you know, like, I can't self sabotage. I can't have that. That's not for me. And it's like, okay, well, fine. I'll hold on to it until you're ready.
1: Wow. The only thing that that would make this episode any better than it's already been is if you hypnotized me on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> that would that would just take it up a notch. Our downloads would be
2: through the roof. It would be impressive. We're going to have to reschedule. That's, yeah, we're
1: going to have to do a second one, okay, where video is on. No, that is, that's, that is fascinating. I think that's incredible. And, and it kind of struck a nerve for me because you talked about how we all have those things that from an early age probably have stuck with us. And it might not necessarily always be financially related, but it affects some area of our life in some way or another. And I can only speak for myself and say, like, I grew up in a very, very poor family household situation. And so there's kind of always been these two sides of me, the side of me that's like, I'm going to have everything because I had nothing when I was a kid. But then there's the other side of me that's like, you know, says like, I guess that stuff isn't for me. Like, no matter how hard I how hard I work and no matter how much time I put into it, like, I just can't seem to achieve that. So maybe it just wasn't in the cards for me regardless, right? Like maybe there's a reason I grew up the way I grew up. And so it struck a nerve for me because you said, you know, if you're having a hard time kind of getting past that thing or that roadblock, maybe it's because there is that one piece of your your mindset that's just not focused on the right things, right? You know, you've got these negative thoughts there. And so to know that there are other methods and methodologies to Maybe moving past that, like hypnosis, that's really freaking cool. Like I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I would never even. I love. I've only watched hypnosis in the comedy perspective, right? Like the, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like the comic value of what hypnosis can bring. And so, to think about how it could change your life in other ways is actually, you know, an interesting thought that I don't think I've ever put much thought to. So, thank you for sharing that. I think that there are other people out there who might. Take something away from that as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I've never made anyone bark like a dog, so don't worry. I'll do it. <laughs> it's I'll not do it. it's <laughs> not that. It's not that. I mean, it's really about getting into this focused state of relaxation so that you can get past the 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 surface kind of stress, right? To underneath of what's like those underlying thoughts that you're not even really aware of that are kind of operating in the background and that are influencing everything. It's super super powerful, and you know it it has the ability. I've done, I've helped people stop drinking alcohol especially in the pandemic. Oh my gosh, so many people drinking way more alcohol than they wanted to, totally having a negative impact on their health and their business. I've helped people get to the root of money stuff. I've helped people get to the root of, you know, relationship stuff so that they could actually find that soulmate team member that they could partner with to be able to create a, you know, a situation where they don't have to do everything themselves. Pretty much everything <laughs> in business is like can be cleared up with that. Yeah.
1: Well, me and you and I will be having a secondary conversation. I'm hoping you can help me out with carbs. And uh, <laughs> some financial things.
3: <laughs> yes, let's talk. Let's talk. Yes. It's all available. It's all available.
1: That's for you. So that's so cool. Well, you know, we like to end every episode with a business growth hack, something that you can leave our listeners with. And I think instead of just putting you on the spot there, I'm actually going to ask you a question. If that's okay.
3: Yeah, go for it.
1: Okay, what should business owners? be focusing on if they want to make a lasting and meaningful impact in their business.
3: So I'm going to focus in on the O of that host your life method, because this is one of those things it's like owning who you truly are. Now, when we were having that conversation talking about how the universe is here to provide the universe is here to provide very often. We have a surface level, big conversations about ourselves, right? Like, yeah, I'm capable. I'm so good at this. I could do it. Right. That's what, that's what causes us to go into business for ourselves. Right. But underneath the surface, a lot of us have a conversation running in the background about like, maybe I'm actually not that good at this. Maybe people are going to find out that I don't really know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't get to have that success, right? But when you dial into that truly you are here to thrive in your life, that that's what every human being comes to this lifetime for. And that you're not so special that like everyone else gets to thrive except you, right? When you really own how powerful you are, anything is possible. So anything that you have to do to get those, you know, negative beliefs, those self-doubts out of the way to be able to really truly own who you are is going to move you forward.
1: Mm. This has been an amazing episode. Like seriously, I'm like, I feel like all the words, like all the R words that you talked about earlier, <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling those right now because I think that you've offered so much insight to mindset and to abundance and just like your overall, honestly, mental health and wellness as a business owner, like it's such a big part of everything else you do. And, and what you're offering business owners is freaking incredible. And so, you know, obviously, like we would do on any other episode, like I certainly want to give you an opportunity here. Why don't you tell our listeners how they can support you? What do you have to offer? I know you have a brand new book. Why don't you tell us, you know, what we can do to support you and what you've got going on?
3: Yeah, so the book is coming, but honestly, like for anybody who's loving what they're hearing here, they could check out The Upleveled Entrepreneur. Uh, you know, that's my podcast. Or I'm super active on social media. Instagram is kind of my happy place. So that's at a Freeman underscore Insta. If anybody wants to, you know, kind of get into a dialogue, stay in touch and, you know, get more tips that they've heard, like what they've heard here.
1: That is awesome. Thank you so much. Do you have a, do you have a link you can share for your website again?
3: Yeah, so it's com.
1: Perfect. That's easy, huh? Super easy. Andrea, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. I feel like we could spend three or four more hours together in hypnosis and in other conversation. But uh, this has just been an absolute blast and I've I've really enjoyed speaking with you today.
3: Thanks so much for having me. This is great.
2: John? I can't wait to check out our podcast later. I'm going to listen to it on the way home today.
1: There you go. There you go, man. Hey, I'll see you guys next week.
0: Next week.